Welcome to the Edinburgh Fringe Archives. In this episode, a reminder that the Fringe really is the friends that we make along the way. One of them is Kerry Marks. Yes, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome from Edinburgh, the arts capital of the world. If it's August, the rest of the time it's Scotland's capital. I mean, it's Scotland's capital in August as well. We don't just temporarily give it to East Kilbride for a month while we're busy doing all the arts and music and comedy and festival stuff. No, 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 no. All year round, it's Scotland's capital city. And all year round, I'm bringing you the Edinburgh Fringe with nearly two decades covering the fringe for the podcast over a thousand interviews we have a whole bundle of people memories moments and performances to look back on and uh, i'm going to go back to 2013 uh although we do get to the end of the jingle hold on yeah we don't always get to the very end there need fire there texas's best rock and roll bagpipe band who uh, let us use their music as our theme tune all those years back in 2005 right back to 2013 kerry marks uh his fringe in 2013 was very much that sort of one line elevator pitch beloved by hollywood executives i had to cancel my show in 2012 because i had a heart attack let's talk about that in 2013 intensive kerry which is still a fabulous pun nearly 10 years later, did just that. Marx was already an accomplished storyteller who had that delightful ability to keep the story on the straight and narrow, but twist everything else just a little bit under the surface. And with that, he captures the audience and brings them on a wonderful, wonderful show. Whether it's just a quick five-minute stand-up set or an entire hour of storytelling at The Fringe. The Fringe is also family, and knowing that Kerry was absent in 2012 meant that so many people, including myself, were so delighted just to have him back in the city, let alone bringing a critically acclaimed show. That show, just as many others, started in such an incredibly relatable place that I just think it caught the public's imagination as well. So let's go back to 2013. Let's go back to welcome Kerry back to the Gilded Balloon, to The Fringe, and to experience some intensive carry. And remember, the show's over. Don't try and buy tickets. It is a personal pleasure to welcome Kerry Marks back to the Fringe. And it is a personal pleasure to be welcomed back to the Fringe in such a lovely way. It is. We penciled you in for your interview the last time you were going to be up at the Fringe, and then I just get the, oh, Kerry can't make it now. And I'm like, oh, oh all right then. Oh, wonder what happened. No, you know, I feel... I feel <laughs> what happened? I feel really bad now. I, I, I had a heart attack last year, and, and I had you to can't, cancel... You, see, this, that's one of those excuses bad. where you can't really feel bad about it. Sorry, <laughs> missed your interview. Had a heart attack. Um, I felt bad about cancelling the show. I felt bad about cancelling Edinburgh, because I love coming to Edinburgh. But realising that I also cancelled this interview last year is now horrifying me. 
that's that's terrible. If I could go back and do everything again, I would change that one thing. No, you wouldn't. You would change not having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You went back. You changed. You changed one interview. What a stupid waste of going back. Darn it! You see straight through me. <laughs> but, but seriously, I can't believe I let you down. That's terrible. I'm glad you're back. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be back again. I mean, it's, it's many fringes, and you've got this this wonderful droll sense of humour that personally just seems to click with me. That sort of I'm being very. Depressive is the wrong word. And then just at the end, there's the punchline, there's a pause, and there's just that cheeky little glint in the eye, and you just go, you're enjoying yourself. <laughs> Thank you. I'm hoping that glint will carry on working for me. <laughs> I've been, I've been practising it. I don't know how you practice a glint. But <laughs> and it doesn't really work on, on audio either, does it? Oh, we'll, we'll do it now, shall we, to see how it goes. Okay, on three. All right, just for the listeners, here is my glint. <laughs> you had to make a noise. I did, yes. You had to, to do noise. some sort of Foley effect <laughs> there. Nothing other than leave a, a little glint. Only four air, seconds everyone. of dead air. The emergency <laughs> tape kicks in, and everybody in Edinburgh gets Rick Astley's never going to give you up. Admit that you clicked your fingers and there wasn't the sound of a glint. <laughs> <laughs> in fine form. Uh, and I'm really, really enjoying being back as well. You know, I mean, it, it was quite nice taking a year off Edinburgh. Um, because you, you do come back and really see see the wood for the trees, and it, and it's nice to have a little gap between uh, between yourself because it's it's so intense coming up. You know yourself, you're seeing I don't know how many shows you see whilst you're here, but uh, you're probably running from one to the other, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think the the end count is usually between eighty and one hundred and twenty depending wow. on the year. Really, that's incredible. And then that's about so, seventy or eighty interviews on top of that. Yes, yes. So you just you just knuckle down and get on with it as soon as you arrive. I imagine that's pretty uh, much. Well, I live here, so I I have three days of going from get out my city to oh, it's the fringe. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's pretty intense. Yeah, absolutely. So and so, come up to Edinburgh and have a really intense time. And whilst you're being intense, come and see my show, which has the word intense in it. How how weak was that? Yeah, well, it's intensive. So it's part. It's, yeah. it's the intensive is partly. I've got to say that, that title, the title is Intensive Carey, which, um, which is one of the best puns in the whole comedy brochure this year, I think. And I can't, and I can't claim it either, because that was actually suggested by comedian Hal Cruttenden. What's, what's lovely about being a comic is how, uh, you know, if, if you get ill, other people get around you fast. And, and I had my, my Facebook page filled up with uh, suggestions for material, for, things, uh, for, for show titles and so on. So, uh, and that one was Hal, which, and it's great to have your name in a show title in Edinburgh because obviously with so many titles around it's less likely that someone's going to have the same title as you so that's already a good thing and the material itself let's talk about that this is the show about slightly before during and how you currently are with your medical condition having yep. a heart, having a heart attack after being on stage in Birmingham? Yes, I did a show in Birmingham. Afterwards, I had a heart attack, and that uh, ripped through my life totally. It was uh, it was a complete tsunami in that 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 I, I fell over and couldn't get back up again, and everything I tried just made things worse. Um, and uh, and what you decided to do is one of the best jokes that we can't repeat on air. <laughs> yes, exactly. That joke. That joke. Yes. And that's what the show's about. It's all about that joke and a whole load of story. <laughs> <laughs> either side of it but uh, I find this um, and my family found this when my wife was diagnosed with cancer last yep. year which is there's a generation that, and, and there are people who will just not talk about things like this it's just this is something we deal with and it's done because I know that my, my parents were aghast is the wrong word but surprised that we were so open on somewhere like Facebook it's like once we'd phone around the family and says this is it 
we were on Facebook and it was everything, the diagnosis, all the treatment, everything was upfront and in clear and with this extended family. Yes. And I, I get the feeling that you're of that generation that's happy to share that experience as well. And also because I just like direct talk. My, my dad died of cancer and, and uh, my, my family tend to go early. They, it's a hobby. <laughs> they just they get bored <laughs> and uh, cancer or heart attacks tends to take them out. Uh, and my dad went uh, with cancer but it was interesting at the time there were uh, cancer nurses around him and people who would just use the word cancer and other people would use the, the expression the C word which which seems bizarre when we're talking about something as dramatic and, and as, and as uh, instantly happening as that to, to avoid the uh, the necessary language to to talk about it and to uh, to try and comfort someone as well. So yeah, but you know my work. You see, you've seen me before. Yeah. You know we've chatted before. You know that I'm not going to hold back from uh, from a word. And and I find euphemisms often so wishy washy that uh, that they are more offensive than the thing we're being protected from. Yes, I had a heart attack that last year. If I say I had a an HA <laughs> to protect me, which sounds worse anyway. That's a ha. That's a that's a laugh. Which admittedly is something that comedians would like. Yes, totally. We like lots of ha's, please. Ha 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 heart attack. (laughs) That doesn't go. That just sounds like a Lady Gaga number. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay, so. I I take that back if I could, but I don't know how you take that. (gasps) Oh, Are you done? (laughs) No. You're not? Okay, right, keep going. (laughs) Sorry, I apologise. You're done now. Let's start the interview again. No, no, we're rolling. Nice nice to be here. Hello. (laughs) No, not going to happen. We're halfway through. Clock is ticking. So, at which point did you suddenly go, I'm definitely coming back to Edinburgh for 2013? Um, I don't know. I missed it last year. At the same time, it was quite a good year to miss because I heard with the Olympics going on that that absorbed a lot of the uh, energy uh, that, that uh, would normally have um, headed towards Edinburgh and uh, so I, I th- and I think as I say I think it, I think it did me a favour but I missed it I, I, I you know come back here now I'm really enjoying the atmosphere I like uh, I like knowing where everything is and I love more than anything I love being in one place for a month you know it, my work is constantly I'm, I'm always on a bus or a train or a flight going somewhere so to be in one place for a month is, is an absolute pleasure. Yeah. And what about deciding that my material this year is obviously going to be about the heart attack? At which point, well, no, let's take it the other way. Was there a point where you were going to do another show? Or was it always going to be this one? That's very interesting. And yeah, absolutely. In fact, I decided I wouldn't talk about it this year. Um, I, I decided uh, at the beginning of the preview time that I was going to largely just make it a show of fun. It used to be about, what, March, April time, getting, getting yeah, started yeah, thinking in? Yeah, yeah, and, and, uh, and getting into May as well. But then when, as soon as I started doing a few previews, and I, I mentioned the heart attack at first, and then I found you can't, you can't half mention a heart attack. As soon as you say that, people want to know more information. So, uh, so then I t- talked about it a little bit more, and then, then I found myself just drowning in it. And, then, uh, and, and also it was a problem because... People only take so much heart attack story and so much hospital story. So it's taken me a while to work out how to talk about these things. And that's good. I, I really, I like when I come to Edinburgh to, to, to use the experience to, to grow a little bit as a comic and see what else I can do. And, and, uh, and I, I did a story show about three shows ago and I'd, I'd never told a story on stage before. I'd only done jokes. So that was interesting. And then this year I'm telling a story and it's very intense and it's very hospital based and it's down and dirty and harsh and there's blood and there's gore and there's there's poo and there's smells and there's everything that happens with hospital and that's that is what happens to your life when you get ill you 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 find yourself in a place where uh everything gets a little bit earthy and and you either accept that and and now I'm talking about it 
uh, on stage. Um, or, you, or you do what uh, two people who walked out the other day did, didn't they? They tutted the whole way through every reference I said that was even slightly bloody or rude or whatever. And, and I'm, I'm only telling them the facts, I'm telling the truth of what mm. happened. So how has it changed your Edinburgh experience? Because the traditional view of the comic at Edinburgh is they get, a, they get up at 1pm, they watch Jeremy Kyle, they watch Loose yeah. Women, they, they go and do an afternoon set. They, they, you know, if, they, if they're very lucky, they can, they can go up and they can do Pick of the Fringe with Melvin. Uh, and you know, they go in, they do the show, and then head to the Love Bar and just get blattered. Yes. And then you can't they, do that, can then you? They head somewhere else and get blattered, and then they, they're the rest of the night, and then they end up in Leith always. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Leith. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Leith, but it's the place to end up. <laughs> Yeah. It's downhill. Everybody rolls down. Yeah, well, it's uphill to get there, though. It doesn't make Everywhere's uphill to get up. You've been to Edinburgh long enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how I'm going to get fit, just by walking around Edinburgh with its, its natural exercise testing routes. Um, I am trying. I'm, my plan is to, to get up and go for a jog. And I've, I've been pretty good so far since I got up here. And um, haven't yet. I've only been a few days. I haven't yet joined a gym or a pool, but I'm going to do that as well. And I... I am not an angel. I, I will turn up at the loft bar. I will have a drink. I will have a burger. But largely, I'm not smoking and I'm I'm uh, I'm exercising and I'm I'm not eating every bit of fat that's in front of my face everywhere. So um, you you can see, catching me at the loft bar is possible this year, but I will not be there on a nightly basis. I suppose the other question, and it's not even a question. It's it's something that just sits out in the mind of next year's Friends show. You can use last year's one because you haven't used that yet. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you into a little secret about the show I can. <laughs> you didn't have anything done, did you? <laughs> I had ideas. <laughs> I don't normally, you know, I, I, I normally end up with a, a, a few pages of thoughts I've had during the year, but you don't really test them until the previews start. So, and that's really not until about June. So it's around about June, most comics, apart from the people who've been taking a show around other festivals around the world, but generally you start working on the show in June and that's when you discover some of your ideas weren't as funny as you thought they were. And you also discover some things that you didn't think were gonna, were gonna even go into the show are, are the things that people are interested in. And then, then you start working on those. So it becomes a completely different an animal within those two months. Everything in my show this year has surprised me. <laughs> Everything. Think, uh, both good and bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was, there was one thing on the list that I was intending to talk about, and then I found that these are the bits that uh, that the audience have interested in, and, and, and that's where I aimed my stuff in the end. Kerry, Intensive Kerry is on when? It's at 10 o'clock. It's at the Gilded Balloon. It's and quite, it's quite impressive. It's almost like we practiced that to make sure you would remember the time at the start. Very much like we'd rehearsed it beforehand because you've had enough comedians forget where they are and yeah. what they're doing. And, and I wouldn't want you to die on the podcast as well. My name is Kerry. <laughs> I live on the second floor. <laughs> That's all I know about. <laughs> I can't remember anything else on the song either. Kerry, great to talk with you. Glad you're back. Lovely to be back and lovely to talk to you again. Thank you very much. Kerry Marks are recorded in 2013. Kerry's ticker is still ticking and you can follow him on Twitter, assuming that Twitter is still ticking by the time you hear this, at Kerry Marks. As always, we will have links back in our show notes at edinburghfringe.thepodcastcorner.com. Over on Twitter, you'll find uh, Kerry living the life of a gigging stand-up, going across the country night after night, day after day, week after week, although with the holidays uh, just now, you might need to wait until January to get those regular gigs flowing again. But do check on Twitter, uh, kerrymarks.com for the website as well all the usual links in all the usual places 
So there you go. The holidays are here. The fringe that was in August has went away, but the fringe, the spirit never leaves us. Be back again next week with more from the archives. Until then, do feel free to tell all your listening friends about this. Leave us uh, ratings and reviews and such like in your favourite podcast app. Help other people find the show and I'll catch you next week. Ta-ra for now. You've been listening to the Edinburgh Fringe Show, hosted by Ewan Spence, produced by The Podcast Corner. Listen to more from The Fringe at edinburghfringe.thepodcastcorner.com. Listener.